Yes, we are about 10 hours away from actual NFL football that counts, where starters will start and play. It's a glorious thing. Thursday Night Football kicks off tonight in uh, Los Angeles. Rams Mm -hmm. hosting the Bills in a marquee matchup of two of the Super Bowl favorites for this year. Uh, So today, celebrating the start of the season on the show, uh, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, we'll look at the uh, AFC, but we'll start right in the Cardinals' backyard. Yeah. Our look at the NFC, the teams that we believe will navigate through and claim playoff berths. Right. All right. So you want to go uh, division winners first, Ben? Uh, I would rather just say I've I've got my seven teams that I think are going to make the playoffs. We can we can we can do it that way. We can reverse engineer it that way if you right. want. No, no, no. Let, let's go. Let's go one to seven. Yeah, you got no. That's good. Uh, in the NFC, my number one team, out of respect, is going to be the LA Rams. Even though I have a lot of concerns about them, the Matthew Stafford elbow, the Super Bowl hangover. I just think there's a lot of talent, and they might actually be better on paper this year. I think the addition of Allen Robinson is significant. So I've got them as the best team in the NFC. I've got the Packers at number two. Okay. And that's because of Aaron Rodgers. It's because of a good offensive line, a great stable of running backs, and a defense that's going to be really good. Third, I got a, I got a surprise at number three. I got the Philadelphia Eagles at number three. I okay. think this is going to be the year that Jalen Hurts kind of declares himself as a real dude. Fourth, I've got the San Francisco 49ers. Fifth, I've got the Minnesota Vikings. Well, hold on. He's just saying best teams, oh, okay. not necessarily seeds. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I got you. Right. I got no, you. These are not my seeds. These, okay. are, these, are my, these are basically my power rankings going into the season. So four, you had San Francisco. San Francisco. Five, I've got um, the Vikings. Six, I've got the Cowboys. And then I've got the Cardinals right at seven. We have six of the same Do we? playoff team. I'm surprised you have the 49ers so high after all this talk we've done about Trey I Lance. I know. Uh, wait till you hear mine. All right, good. Can't wait to hear it. Uh, my number one seed, because it happens every year, uh, the Green Bay Packers are going to win 13 games again this year. It's just a time-honored tradition in the it's NFL. It's a pretty lousy division there, too. It is a, a pretty lousy division. Uh, number two, I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They'll win the NFC South. They'll be the only team out of the South to claim a playoff spot. That's also a pretty lousy division. A number three... I've got the NFC West champion, San Francisco 49ers. Ooh. Whoa. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Are you, you banking with Trey Lance taking the step, or you think that if, Jimmy G takes over? If Jimmy Garoppolo is elsewhere, I'm not making that pick. Huh. It is the ultimate security blanket. They know what they can do with Jimmy Garoppolo, so they have the best of both worlds. They you saw George Kittle is hurt again already. They can experiment. He's always hurt. They can experiment with Trey Lance, and if it doesn't work out, they hand the keys to Jimmy Garoppolo, right. and there you go. Right. Uh, number four, I've got uh, the NFC East champion, Philadelphia Eagles. A lot of the same thing okay. you said. I, I agree with. Okay. Five, my first wild card team, the LA Rams. Got it. Uh, number six. The Minnesota Vikings. Ooh. And my seventh and final playoff team, the Dallas Cowboys. The Arizona Cardinals so, will not make so the playoffs. So you've got this. Year. You've got the Cardinals missing the playoffs. I've got the Buccaneers missing the playoffs. It's interesting. Yeah, um I look, you can you could there are a lot of quite I'm not that's not exactly like a go stand out on a limb prediction from you. The schedule, no. the schedule, and that defense, 
and injuries and all that stuff, you you wonder what what it's going to look like for the Cardinals and at the course, end of it all. We say this today on September eighth with the right to change our mind based on what we see. Mm-hmm. You just hit the nail on the head. Schedule, division, questions on defense, and you know, add another ingredient into that mix right now, and that's the, the number of injuries they have going into week one. Right. This is a team that I believe needs to get off to a fast start. I don't know if they're equipped to get off to a fast start. I think the Cardinals will be in contention going into those final weeks, and they might finish just outside. As the eighth seed, which is not where you want to be this year, but um, yeah, I just think there's there's too much right. stacked up against right. them. Right Your now. combined rankings really expose how thin the NFC is. It really is because after you said that, there wasn't like I can't believe you didn't put so blank in line. Like who even could you make an argument with? Maybe the well, Saints. The, uh, Saints. The Saints. You can. Um, some people look at the Commanders and think what happens if Carson Wentz pops there. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. I, but, but where do you go? The Lions? Do you yeah. believe in Dan Campbell and Jared Look, Goff? The I Bears, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Seahawks. Like, There's a lot, a lot of, of lousy people, teams. Not a lot, but there are some people picking the Panthers, which I just don't see. I don't feel great about picking the Vikings. I'm not a Kirk Cousins supporter got, at all. They've got so many great skill players. They do. And they had them last year, and too. they had them last year, too. No, you're right. But but there have been so many stories coming out of Minnesota that, listen, I think Mike Zimmer is a very competent defensive coach, but there's been a, there's been a lot of, of narratives that, that, okay, this team is going to be liberated. So I, I'm curious. I think, I think the New York Giants bear watching because of Saquon Barkley and the noise he's making. It's very much like the noise Isaiah Simmons is making. But it's Daniel Jones again. It's Daniel Jones. And Isaiah Simmons doesn't get hurt every third play. Well, there is that. Yeah. The Panthers are interesting to me because what, what, are you, what are you shaking your head for? Because it bakes? And because Christian McCaffrey never, ever stays healthy. Well, and he he's just like their entire offense. Yes, he does. And look, Matt Rule hasn't exactly mm-hmm. impressed as a, an NFL head coach. Yeah, I thought he was going to be really good at one point in time. So I went and did all my playoff matchups, too. Mm-hmm. So I got it down to my champion. Did you go that far? I've got my champion of the NFC. So how about, how about it, just your, your finalists, your NFC finalists, yeah. and then your champion? Well, in the, I, I've got the Bucks beating the Cowboys in the playoffs, the 49ers beating the Vikings, the Rams beating the Eagles. Ooh. So then in the next round, mm-hmm. uh, the Eagles taking on the Packers, Packers win there, then the Bucks versus the Rams in the semifinal again, the Bucks win, and Tampa Bay beats Green Bay. In the NFC Championship game, how's that for a different of opinion? Yeah, you don't even have them making the playoffs. Yeah, that, isn't that something? Yeah, I, yeah, I think something's going to derail the Buccaneers this year, and I, I'm not sure what it is, but something's going to derail. I, I, I'm sure I'm going to be wrong about that. But I that think is this is going to be instinct. the ultimate final season Ugh. of a great athlete's career. Oh, great! They might go 17 and 0. Okay, <laughs> let's stop it. It's all going to line up for Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and then when he's raising the Lombardi trophy at the 50-yard line on the on the stage at the State Farm Stadium, you know who's going to run into the stadium and run into his arms? Giselle wow. Bunchen. Wow. wow. Rob Gronkowski, I thought you were going to say. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. No, Rob Gronkowski will see the good start that they get off to. Oh, and he'll join them in game six, game he'll be, seven. He'll be there. Don't yeah. worry about that. Yeah. Um, I have got I I have got the 49ers beating the Rams. I've got the 49ers in the Super Bowl. So a rematch of uh, 
last year's yep. NFC Championship and, with a different this result. Time the 49ers win. And, and again, it's not that I necessarily believe in Trey Lance. I've just that team has shown that they that they know how to do this. That they know how to build and get better as the season goes on. Um, they've gotten pretty far with a with a B minus quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. And so I'm just I'm going to say that once the playoffs begin, that team is going to be in a place maybe with Trey Lance, maybe without to make a Super Bowl run. I don't want it to be so, but that's just what I feel. I think I screwed up my picks. Anyway, that's okay. <laughs> All that mattered was the, the winner. So, I mean, how could you not make sense of my chicken scratch right there? <laughs> so at eight uh, thirty, we'll get the to Eagles. The, will right. not win a playoff game. I think I said the Eagles will win a playoff yes, game. Yes, you will, did. They will not. All right. Yeah, so, yeah you had the them AFC over. The AFC is going to be interesting because there's a lot to choose from in the AFC. Yes, a yeah. lot. It's a lot deeper league. So, who will be playing either the 49ers or the Buccaneers? Stay tuned. Man, you got the 49ers Wait. as a five seed going to the Super Bowl, huh? Yeah, I do. Yeah, wow, I do. Yeah, uh, and like I said, I, I don't want it to be so, but that's just that the, they've they've proven that they can do this in in December. Yeah, and we know they can yeah. deal with injury yeah. too. They've done that over the years. Bix picks kicks off tonight. Text pick to six twenty six twenty to sign up, compete against Dan Bickley for your chance at the grand prize, a seventy five inch TV, courtesy of Corona Extra. Weekly winners will receive an NFL jersey of their choice, a fifty dollar gift card to Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers. Just text pick. Uh, pick P-I-C-K to 620-620 to enter. Coming up next, a lot of pressure on the Arizona Cardinals quarterback heading into his fourth year. We'll get into some Kyler Murray talk next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Dan Bickley and Murata. I mean, you got to take last season for what it was. Uh, started off strong. Um, obviously, you got a bad taste in your mouth from from the, the way we ended the season. Uh, but I mean, there's there's no better opportunity than you know, like you said, the Chiefs coming into town, uh, home game. Ended ended the season, you know, last year not not very strong at home. So it's another opportunity for us to prove uh, prove that uh, narrative wrong. Um, but at the end of the day, we, we had a great off season. Um, brought a lot of good pieces in. I'm confident where we're at. Um, and, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a good game. Kyler Murray, the Arizona Cardinals quarterback, speaking with the media yesterday ahead of week one against the Kansas City Chiefs on whether or not the way last season ended is motivation for him and this team. I think that's the right answer by Kyler. You have mm-hmm. to be cognizant of it. You have to file it away, but you always have to be looking forward, too, because uh, Kyler Murray also said this during yesterday's session that he doesn't think that that's a big factor in the minds of his teammates. No, I don't, I don't think anybody's really worried about it. You know, I think it's uh, the past is the past. At least, you know, being honest, I, you know, guys haven't really, um, I don't think they feel that right now as far as what happened, you know, at home last season. Um, I think guys are just excited to, you know, step foot on the field, uh, compete, start off on the right foot. Yeah, there's the, the difference between dwelling on it and letting it affect you as opposed to, uh, you know, filing it and using yeah. it as fuel moving forward. Right. Yeah, use what you uh, learned in that process to help you move going forward. Yeah. Well, listen, and, and I hope I hope it has had some effect. To be quite honest with you, because JJ Watt has very candidly say um, it was a very unsettling, traumatic uh, experience and playoff performance they put on the field that that. Um, cannot be tolerated. So, uh, so to me, the attitude and the mindset of this football team, they better be chomping, C-H-A-M-P-I-N-G, at the bit 
for the season to get here, mm-hmm. right? Because otherwise, because this is part of my, uh, my, the issue that I've got to see solved with the Cardinals is how do they handle adversity? When, when things start to go bad, wh- how do they react to it? Because they haven't been all that sturdy. And that playoff game was the culmination of it. We've seen other examples. DeAndre Hopkins going into a game by himself. uh, The flipping off of an official. When things get wonky here, there's not a lot of comportment. There's not a lot of discipline. There's not a lot of, okay, we know what this is all about. We can get through this. That to me, They're great front runners. But to me, it's really going to be, how does this football team navigate some adversity, and it looks like it's going to come early yeah. in this season. I think you bring up a, a tremendous point, because the way I you know, understand what you're saying is they're great front runners mm-hmm. during the course of a season. Mm-hmm. I think that that trickles down to in-game as well. When the Cardinals yeah. got off to great starts and things were going well, they were very hard to beat last year. But when they got early in-game adversity, and you look at the Carolina game, you look at the Detroit game, yeah. and the playoff game against the Rams. Yeah, Good you know, point. Went, once something went went wonky there, to use your word, yeah, uh, they did not respond well in those no. instances. No, they they really didn't. And you, you can look at the Vikings game early as a game that they went t- tooth and nail with and fought back. But also, the Vikings missed a kick that would have won that game. Yeah. yeah. So, I, so I think that's what I need to see. I, I want to see a, a football team that's been hardened, that's been sturdied by this. And and that would be an appropriate kind of reaction to be. Um, I, I'm real curious to see how Kyler handles this and, and how he performs because he, he doesn't know this because he's too young to know this. But that money now is part of the way people it, – it's a filter. It's part of the way people look at what he's going to do mm-hmm. on a football field. So the bad games um, are, are going to sound a little different. After they're over, can you believe he's getting paid that to do that? We paid him. (laughs) We wasted. We (laughs) like it was our personal money. Right, right. But it's weird how that works. But it does. It it does change people's perceptions. Absolutely. Uh, A lot of people are looking at the Cardinal schedule and going, "Oh, great." After that playoff loss, you get to open up against Kansas City. Kyler actually likes that. Yeah, I mean, the best of the best. You play the best of the best. I mean, that 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 should bring the best out of you. Um, Also, I mean. It's is the NFL. Every every week, you know, you look at our schedule this year. It's probably the toughest that you know since since we've been here um, that we've had. Uh, every week's gonna be a challenge. You got great pass rushers, so I mean, I got like I got to be ready. You got great defenses, uh, great quarterbacks. The league's just getting tougher and tougher. I feel like the competition is real close. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, I, I like I like where we're at. Um, I like who we got in this locker room. I like us, so uh, I'm confident. Yeah, and look, when it comes down to game by game matchups, and you go, he talked about playing the best of the best. Kyler Murray, if he can outplay Patrick Mahomes in Week One, oh, that's something that people file yeah, away as well on a high profile game. I mean, we talked about it earlier this week. This could very easily have been the Sunday night matchup. Uh, it's not. Uh, I think it's one of the the more intriguing matchups of week one if if uh, without a doubt there's a great there's a great opportunity for kyler murray to make a very early declaration like he did last year and again part of what made last year so good is how good kyler murray was from the get gate right Mm -hmm. seven touchdown passes the first two games he he accounted for five touchdowns in that opening week against the titans five 
four touchdown passes, one running. And, and so, I, yeah, and, 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 you know, Hollywood Brown, what does that element of speed do to this offense? Can they actually take the top off of defenses? Because that's not been something we've seen a ton of here. A lot of those huge downfield plays, they don't come on schedule with the Cardinals. A lot of them come out of the whoop, 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 out of the craziness. If if they can go vertical, real vertical on people, then it's going to make all that other stuff, the illusion of complexity and the motion and the jet sweeps and all that stuff, that, that stuff will be tolerable if it can be balanced mm-hmm. with deep threats. Yeah, so, Mur- Murray talked about the excitement of uh, finally playing with Hollywood on Sunday. Yeah, I'm excited to see what, you know, he, he'll be ready to go. Uh, I mean, this is, he's got an another type of motivation for himself. Everybody's got their own motivation, but I mean, it's a new situation for him. Uh, new offense, new scenery. Uh, you know, obviously, again, you playing the Chiefs, you playing against the guys that they got over there. Uh, it's a big, it's a big deal. It is a big deal for Hollywood Brown, honestly, and it, you know, tumultuous offseason for him too. Uh, and he had a good year last year. He had a thousand yards as basically the the you know the top receiver on a. Strange passing offense that features the tight ends a lot, uh-huh. but he's got a six-week opportunity here, Bick, to be the number one yep. option in a passing game with a pass-happy offense. Listen, he gets exactly the opportunity that he left Baltimore for mm-hmm. to show I am I am that kind of guy. And if he if he is looking for a payday, and he is, then he has got this great opportunity right away. He's been up and down in Baltimore. There have been times when he's been a, a legitimate uh, A-list playmaker, and there's been times when he's when he's had the dropsies. There's been all he's been all, all over the map. Yeah, he uh, last year in Baltimore played early in the season, week three against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, had 113 yards and a touchdown. Okay, and the Chiefs gave up a lot of hundred yard receivers last year too. Yeah, something good. to keep an eye on. That, that would be a good way to, for Hollywood Brown to start the season. Oh, good. I, Without, got, a, I got a new item on my calendar. Excellent. Good. What's happening? Is <laughs> it the Rush Hour reboot? Something big coming up. <laughs> Stay tuned. Five minutes from now. <laughs> yes, do that because the Rush Hour reboot is next with Sarah Cazell. It's Bickley and Murata mornings, ninety-eight seven FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Rush Hour Reboot. Rush Hour Reboot. Getting you up to speed on everything happening in sports this morning. Brought to you by Brooklyn Betting. Arizona built for America's dreams. Welcome into the Rush Hour Reboot, everyone, here on Bickley and Murata Mornings on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. It is a very happy Thursday morning because football is back. Oh, sorry. Football is back. back. It's just like a weight off the shoulders. Like, finally, we're done waiting. It's here. We'll have the NFL to actually talk about. Right. Uh, Including in this here segment, the Rush Hour Reboot. We take you through the top stories of the day every single day at 7.30. I am Sarah Cazell doing so with Dan Bickley. Hey. Vince Marotta. You had me at hello. (laughs) And Jarek Carlin. I like the grape. I'm going to drink the whole show. <laughs> Remember that one? Uh, yeah. That. No. That no, explains oh. a lot, Jarrett. That was what, what hockey team lost that this guy was a weather guy was just absolutely despondent. That's right. Yeah, it was a weather guy. In- uh, yeah. So it was a his hockey team had lost. And it was a long-suffering what? kind of hockey city. And he started, yeah. That, I like the grape. That's how he began his newscast. I'm going to drink the whole show. Wow. Ah. 
That is tremendous. All right. Uh, let's start with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, as we have established, we've been counting it down all week. We're another day closer to their season opener against the Chiefs. Uh, it's a 125 kick on Sunday at State Farm Stadium. Be there or be square. Head coach Cliff Kingsbury said yesterday that the team has had one specific goal in mind as they practice and prepare for Kansas City this week. Yeah, don't give them anything free. I mean, this is a great team coming in. Uh, make them earn everything. We know we got our hands full with, with this team and, and um, we're going to have to play at a high level. I know we'll play hard and the key is playing smart, not giving them the football and, and not um, making unnecessary errors and penalties, things of that nature. And so we've really tried to lock it in this week and, and be focused and uh, make sure we don't give them anything. Yeah, no need to give the Chiefs uh, anything more. No. Any, any more of an advantage. We also had Adam Teicher, who covers the Chiefs for ESPN on this very show yesterday. And uh, we've spent a lot of time here in the Valley wondering how the Cardinals defense is going to look this year. Teicher expressed similar concerns about how the Chiefs defense is going to look this year. I think the Chiefs have some pieces to be a, a competent defense, but are they going to be ready for Sunday? And are they going to be ready for a challenge like a, a quarterback like Kyler Murray? I, I don't know that. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see for sure. Indeed it will. So if the Cardinals do blank on Sunday, they will beat Kansas City. Score 35 or more points. I wanted to say 40, but that is the threshold they have not yet reached under mm. the cliff and Kyler right. regime. Interesting. Right. I was going to say, is 35 enough? Especially if your defense isn't going to hold up. 35-34. <laughs> if, they, if they rush for over 150 yards as a team. Mm. Looking at you, James Conner. And Kyler Murray. And Kyler. Okay. Okay. I like that. Hey, they have five running backs. It's only That's true. It's only 30 yards apiece. Every, uh, everyone. <laughs> everyone gets a carry. <laughs> now, after we spoke with Adam Teicher yesterday, did your guys' mind change at all about how this game is going to go on Sunday? Because a, a theme, again, this week has been we're not really sure what to expect out of the Cardinals and how they're going to look, especially with all of the injuries that we learned about yesterday. So did the conversation with Adam Teicher push you in one direction or another? No, it pushed me further in the direction I was already going, that it was going to be, I think it's going to be a high high scoring shootout. I don't know who wins. Uh, maybe we'll get into that tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, yeah. What, what Adam Teicher said about the, the Chiefs defense being a significant concern this year, um, that, that pushed me more along those lines. Mm. Vic? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I look at the Chiefs, and, and a lot of times you hear teams are really bad defensively, and they're not. Um, this rookie, George Karloftis, he played at Purdue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll oh, just side with Vinny. A lot's being made of him, yeah. Yeah. All right. I thought that was the Pac-12 commissioner. Who am I thinking of? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's right. George Klyavkov. Oh, that's Klyavkov. Yeah. He, he will like not be rushing the edge for no. the Chiefs on Sunday. Right. No. Right. Uh, all right. He's swatting away Big 12 commissioners. <laughs> suitors. He's trying to do it. Suitors. Yeah. yeah. All right. The NFL season starts tonight, y'all. Uh, 5.20 to be specific, Arizona time, with the Bills at the Rams at SoFi Stadium. Here is the Bills quarterback, Josh Allen, looking ahead to tonight's game against the reigning Super Bowl champs. Going to play the defending Super Bowl champs and, um, you know, watching them raise their banner, you know, that'll that'll be an interesting feeling for sure. And we understand there's going to be a lot of people watching. Uh, it's, it's an anticipated wait to the NFL season. Um, we're excited for it, and I know the Rams are excited for it. 
All right, you guys made your predictions in the 7 o'clock segment for the NFC half of the uh-huh. Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Vic, you picked the San Francisco 49ers begrudgingly yes. to go to the Super Bowl. Yes. And Vince, you picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. We're going to do the AFC side of things at 8.30. So everyone listening now, make sure you are still with us at 8.30 as they complete their Super Bowl predictions. We're going to do some individual award predictions now. NFL MVP. I'll give you who FanDuel Sportsbook likes and then... You can go from there. Josh Allen is the MVP favorite at the moment, followed by Patrick Mahomes, the Sunday opponent for the Cardinals, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, and Aaron Rodgers. Who's your pick for NFL MVP? My pick for NFL MVP, Russell Wilson of the Denver Broncos. He's finally going to get a vote. (laughs) One vote? Oh, man. I think you might have. That's big. You might have given a little a little bit of uh, info on what's coming up at 8.30 in Maybe. your AFC predictions. <laughs> oh, the, pr- potentially. Yeah. What do you think, Vince? I'm saying this because I do thoroughly believe it, but also the bonus of getting under Bick's skin. It's going <laughs> to be Tom Brady. <laughs> well, if he doesn't have a family to focus on this fall. Oh! Imagine how free and easy he's going to be playing. That was kind of mean. Yeah. I shouldn't have said yeah. that. I hope, I hope that they're okay. Yeah, seeing Pete Davidson with his kids is going to oh, take a while. Oh, my God! <laughs> oh, no, damn, just I'm sorry, there. I had to go back to that joke again. <laughs> Ow, oh. that hurt my feelings. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. No, when he gets oh. his, his kids' initials tattooed oh, on him for the oh, first time, right. Pete David's going to be hard oh, for Tom to watch. no. Okay. All right. So, Russell, Russell Wilson for Bick and Tom Brady for Vince. All right, let's go. Uh, for what it's worth, FanDuel has Kyler Murray with the 10th best odds for NFL MVP. Uh, let's go to Offensive Player of the Year. FanDuel likes uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Lamar Jackson, and Derrick Henry. Who do you guys like for Offensive Player of the Year? Yeah, this is always interesting because it never, it, it rarely lines up with the MVP. The MVP yeah, is always like a quarterback. Backup mm-hmm. MVP, yeah. Um, I think for the second straight year, it's going to be an offensive, uh, a wide receiver to win Offensive wow. Player of the Year, but it won't be Cup. I think it's going to be Jamar Chase from the Bengals. Ooh. I am going I like to. That. I am going to vote for Christian McCaffrey to finally stay wow. healthy <sighs> and win Comeback Player of the Year and Offensive Player of the Year. Wow, wow. man, you're, you're those are two lofty redemption. Picks. If that happens, that probably gives credence to people who think the Panthers could make the playoffs. Yeah, because it'd be hard to believe he could be that good. And in that mediocre division, they wouldn't do something. Right. All right, now let's go to Defensive Player of the Year. The top five, again, from FanDuel. Cleveland's Miles Garrett, uh, TJ Watt from Pittsburgh, Aaron Donald from the Rams, uh, Nick Bosa, and Micah Parsons from Dallas. Who is the Defensive Player of the Year in your guys' eyes? There's a lot of growing sentiment about Parsons and the stuff that he's saying is exciting people. His rookie season last year really excited a lot of people. Mm. But as long as Aaron Donald is walking planet Earth, I can't I can't predict anybody else will win. He's not always going to win it, but I'm always going to predict it. He's that dominant. Yeah. I'm going to vote, and, and what he's saying is as accurate about Aaron Donald, uh, but I'm going to vote that Miles, shut up, Garrett, is going to win it this year. <laughs> 
And wouldn't it be nice if Isaiah Simmons was just kind of in the conversation? Oh, yeah. That would be nice. That would be just nice. kind of like, yeah, he's not going to win it, but man, just wait till next year. On the margins. Like the young Lawrence. T- on the margins. Yeah. yeah. Like that one year we thought Carlos Dansby really had a chance and he didn't even get a vote. <laughs> well, like Zach Allen with the Cy Young this year. Right. He's probably not going to oh, win right. it, but he's, you know, he's being yeah. talked about yeah, maybe next year. He to be recognized. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right, there we go. We're all You've rebooted. You've been rebooted. Rebooted. Thank you, Sarah. Thank Rush you. Hour reboot every morning at 7.30. Coming up next, some uh, non-Bills Rams NFL talk. We'll hit some hash marks and some quarterback news straight ahead. Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Bickley and Murata. Hash marks. <laughs> Four days till kick and two days until Lamar Jackson's self-imposed deadline that he shared today with reporters. He said he wants to have a deal done by Friday or basically no more talks. So there is an awful lot riding on the line for Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens in the next 48 hours. And then there's a lot more after that with the upcoming matchup on Sunday in the regular season opener against the New York Jets. But clearly, once Friday comes and goes, Lamar Jackson wants to be able to focus ahead on the regular season opener against the Jets. So it's contract by Friday, or we won't be discussing this again till next offseason. Yeah, uh, that's the latest with the Lamar Jackson situation. Lamar Jackson's quote on the on the subject, yeah. though, was a little bit interesting, Bick. He said, soon will probably be the deadline. Probably be cut off after this week. Probably. That's not exactly digging and, a line in the sand. And again, and, and I don't know, what, what what is the threat that he's making here? So if there's no more negotiations after Friday, is he just going to be good and play football? What would compel the Ravens to go get this done if they can still control his future? Right, yeah. if he's saying, I'll still play the season for you. Right. You just don't have to pay me until the end of the year. Right. What? Right, exactly, because he's he, he can't just walk away from the Ravens. They've got a franchise tag in football the last time I checked. Well, he's got a contract. Yeah. <laughs> that too. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Um, yeah we've we've kind of gone down this 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 road that all right, we've seen this happen with other players who have representation. The 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 agent will set the deadline. When the season starts, we're going to table this until the offseason. Don't want my client being distracted with this contract talk during the season. We've seen that before. Mm-hmm. This is where it gets weird with Lamar Jackson is because he needs to, if this is a hard deadline, he needs to draw the line in the sand. There needs Absolutely. to be some repercussion. Yeah, but but you can't be distracted with negotiations when you're playing if you're representing yourself. Um, I wish, man, did I uh, do I wish what I knew what was holding this up. Everybody around football is like, what is taking so long with this? It's got to be Lamar Jackson demanding 100% guaranteed money. It has, has to, to be. be. Yeah, I don't know what else it could possibly be because, again, it's – and uh, if you're the Ravens, you got to worry about uh, – well, I wouldn't say worry because if you're negotiating with him, you've got an idea of how much time he's put into it. But there's a reason why players hire agents because there's a lot of stuff that happens that – there's a lot of nuance. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of negativity. It's – you look like you're ready to say something, Jarrett. I'm, I'm just thinking, like, I think he needs to fire his agent. 
because <laughs> that's true. Right. This is a terrible negotiation tactic. I agree. You better give me this, or uh, I'm playing, or, or, or I'm playing uh, on Sunday. Well, okay, really, nothing I'll will happen. I'll see you there. Or right. I'm going to play anyway, but I'm not going to be happy. But I'm going to play <laughs> yeah. anyway because it's like. Obviously, there's probably no player in the entire NFL yeah. who getting a fully guaranteed contract is more important for than Lamar Jackson because of the way he plays and how much his future sort of could be affected by an injury. Do you think there might be some weirdness to Lamar Jackson that because he's been because he's had to deal with so many obstacles in his career that he's afraid of of not having something like this to chase? I mean, I know that's I know that's dime store psychology kind of stuff, but I think he's just. It feels like he is just the type of player who would not sit out games. Like no matter what, even if it is in his best interest to say I'm not showing up for the first game of the season. Yeah, I think his mindset is he just can't do that. Unfortunately, it's in direct conflict with you know how these negotiations usually work. Like if he had an an agent, the agent would probably say like, "Look, you 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 have to put some sort of enforcement of the deadline." Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because you've tried this a, yeah. several times throughout the off season and it hasn't gotten you anywhere. There's because, no incentive to pay him right now. Yeah, no, he right. just kept showing up. And if Lamar right. Jackson yeah, does right. say, "All right, the deadline the deadline is hit. We're not talking about this anymore. I am playing." Could he be petulant and affect his own play? No, he's not going to hurt his own case. He, right. He's still right. going to ball out. That's why none of this makes any sense. Now, if he now if he if he gave a veiled threat that you don't get this done by Friday, you may not be seeing me on Sunday. That'll get the Ravens' attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would you know? <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's but that should that's a card that should have been played a lot earlier in the preseason. I know. So, so to me, I don't. It's it's really kind of become painfully obvious that he needs an agent because I I I, I don't think this is going to end up well for him. Yeah. Uh, in our uh, NFC outlook that we did at seven o'clock, we both had the Dallas Cowboys making the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, both as a wild card team. Indeed. Um, they've got a lot of talent. They play in a pretty manageable division in the NFC East. Uh, Jerry Jones, the owner slash general manager slash face of the Cowboys. Did his uh, weekly interview with 105.3, the fan in Dallas, and talked about why he's optimistic about this season. I have to believe one and one is three. I, I can't, I can't uh, operate where one and one is two. Now, we all know it is uh, physically, but uh, the three is where you have to go. Now, you have to have optimism to operate out in that world. So what? You, yeah. <laughs> is he okay? I, I, yeah, is he okay? I told you, the, 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 the Al Davis, the late stages Al Davis, you just wonder if it's happening to Jerry Jones. Um, well, what it, well, to me, what he was saying there is that, like... You've got to believe in the unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. I can't look at the reality of what this team actually is. Uh-huh. I have to, like, live in a fantasy world where one and one is three. But Boy, even yeah, though I know one have, and one is two. Why yeah. does he have to do that, though? Is there that little faith in the team? He built it. <laughs> exactly. You're in charge of this thing. He already said that if there was a better coach out there, I'd hire him instantly. <laughs> There's a million better coaches Whoops, out there right. than Mike McCarthy. <laughs> and he has not been hired. I don't know. Jerry's Jerry's out there. <laughs> yes, he is. He's in his own world. Reminds right? me of the line from uh, Cult of Personality. I'll tell you one and one makes three. Cult of Personality, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I listened to that soundbite. I was like, "What is he saying?" 
Sometimes when you was here to translate oh, for yeah. us. Thank you, yeah. Jarrett. Sometimes when you really like to uh, hear yourself talk, you start talking without an end in sight or without a point that you're actually making, and that seems to be... We've never heard that Here's on Here's an idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting right. for the listener. Yeah. No, listen, the, the, a, a lot of... The Cowboys have a lot of good stuff. Their defense is really good, and it's just... Whatever happened to Ezekiel Elliott? Did he just become one of those running backs? Where just quit? Is it just that? Is it... And they're going know? running back. They're going to have a duo. I mean, there's going to be equal carries for Elliott and Tony Pollard this year. Wow. Because Elliott is... I mean, they used him as a workhorse, and he was really good for a few years. But well, that is the shelf life for a running back now. That's the reality of it. Yeah, Jerry Jerry, about three weeks ago came out and said the, the, everything on this football team runs through Ezekiel Elliott. And, it, and people are like, Jerry, you, you do know this is a passing league now, right? You, <laughs> you know this isn't 1970. Uh, I don't know. It's a, I. I don't know what to make of the Cowboys. I don't know what to make of their quarterback. He's very uh, gritty and he's very competitive, but it just seems like there's just a little something missing from Dak Prescott. Yeah, I or mean, if he lived in Arizona, Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. I like I, Dak yeah. Prescott as a leader. You look at the numbers he puts up at the end of the year, and they always look really nice and they shiny. Do. But mm-hmm. there's just very little else. Yeah, I, I, and numbers I and leadership are two things you'd really want in a quarterback. So I, I, he's I don't kind think of like necessarily his fault. Like, but Phil Rivers, Kirk Cousins. Are similar guys who like always put up great statistical numbers by sure. the end of the year, and you're like, why aren't they impacting the team more? Yeah, listen, I, I, you can't put Philip Rivers in the same class as Kirk Cousins. He's much better than Kirk Cousins. I know Vinny's going to argue because Vinny thinks he's got the most punchable face he's ever seen. He <laughs> and he's never liked Philip Rivers. He might have been surpassed on that. Oh, <laughs> really? I don't know. I think the Rivers Cousins thing is actually a pretty apt comparison. I, I don't. I, I and I know Philip Rivers does not have a ring to to, to prove me wrong, but I I, I think Philip Rivers is. He, he he could have been a champion. I don't I don't put it on him. I think Kirk Cousins he could have been is, a champion if only he won more football. <laughs> if he was better. He could have been a champion. Look, <laughs> look, just my that's opinion. All, that's all that, yeah. right? Yeah, we all have them, <laughs> <laughs> and they all look like Philip Rivers. <laughs> the most punchable wow. opinion I've ever yeah. heard. Yeah, right. Uh, coming up next, huh. Bix got your blast on this Woo-hoo. the first day of the NFL season. That's next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings, ninety eight seven FM, Arizona Sports Station.